0: We would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, who are the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders both past, present, and emerging.
1: Dolly, a great party. We all
0: drank
2: Do you know what I learned?
0: What did you learn?
2: So, just to pick up where we left off, yes. Our last episode was called "Before We Were Assholes, We Were Beautiful Babies." Yes. Okay. Firstly, we have fans now, which is new. (gasps) I know. know. We sort of had. I feel like in the first few episodes, we had people checking out the pod out of curiosity. Yeah. And now we have fans.
0: That's so cool.
2: So it's a whole new step. But we have one of our fans. Yeah. We probably also do need to name our fans. This is a. You know, we'll we'll get into that conversation down the road But uh, this person, Mini Pud Uh I'm guessing it's a miniature pudding A little bit of dessert Adorable, I love
1: the
0: way you say Pud
2: Mini Pud or Mini Pud? Mini Pud Anyway, Mini Pud commented Hey guys, thanks for sharing a bit of your wonderful lives with us I thought you'd appreciate the fact that humans are deuterostomia This means the first thing that develops is the anus So before we were anything before being beautiful babies, we were literally assholes. Oh, so it's, it's when you
0: say what came first, the chicken or the egg. What In came this first, case, the beautiful babies
2: or the assholes? The assholes came first. It's actually first. the assholes. Let's look it up, though. Okay. All humans start out as tiny anuses. In the first few weeks after fertilization, you're nothing more than a small group of cells called a blastula. This blastula bursts open from the inside out, making a little bitty opening.
0: This has been a lot of pud, poo, asshole. Okay, we'll move, we'll
1: move on from but it. But anyway, is that it was grossing interesting. anyone yeah, really else Yeah, we'll, we'll edit it down. I but like
0: the, anyway. p- the pud for a second because it was reminding me of pudding. And I <laughs> think you call like English people in Austria and say pudding is, pudding is an endearment and it's cute.
2: But then I was quickly like. We don't need to dive too deep. But I did think that was interesting that we did need to offer a formal correction to our previously titled episode.
0: So thanks, fan. Thanks, mini
2: pud. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe our fans should be called Mini puts
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I feel like I'm in yeah.
2: recovery from this week. We've just We've had, had such, such a, a wildly a fun, social, fun week. I know. I'm, I'm exhausted.
0: I know it's been really exciting. We had we had a house guest.
2: Yeah, we had Safi staying with us. Our friend from Minnesota. Which Who's I'm like an online? It was a week of like connecting with online friends I felt, in real yes, life. because even s- Georgia Mac like began as an online yes, friend. Yes,
0: this was where this all comes together. This was our because we're not out in the world necessarily doing like Tinder and all this stuff where you like meet people online and then not you necessarily not at all. <laughs> but um, this is sort of the first, you know, the movie Her. But in real life, you see them for real.
2: It's not just. Is this. that what happens? I didn't see the end of her.
0: No, I don't remember. But so why I really is it like li- that? I liked it. I don't know. It's just that it's this whole re- big relationship that's
2: like virtual. Virtual. Yeah. and so then we got to during see the him. pandemic it was more it was really a time of like making a lot of friends online because yeah. everything was so, so
0: when I have a friend whose kid go, is going away to college and she was really upset and I was saying something about not being in person some can really make you feel closer in, in certain ways. So some in online relationships feel very close, but this was really nice to be in person with
2: Yeah you. it was so good. So Safi is um, incredible, a really great thinker I really I think that's partly what it is too that when you sort of connect with people in the virtual realm it's often in admiration of their intellect yeah so some of the other charismatic things that we might fall for I guess in physical interaction like you just go like wow that person has cool shoes or whatever it is or look at their walk they look confident but On particularly through Twitter, like friends I've made through Twitter, it's been really an admiration of their intellect and their humor and their insights. But then, and Shamir was in town, who's another friend, who's an amazing musician who also I met on the internet and we've even collaborated. How was it? How was seeing Shamir? I was amazing. Because me and Shamir, it's one of those. I mean, with Safi too. But these are sort of unexpected friendships that sort of blossomed out of nowhere, out of, out of Twitter, basically. And Shamir, I always felt a very strange sort of cosmic connection with. And I don't to, think yeah. you're
0: the only one, though.
2: No, that's true. I know.
0: Well, it's like that, I think Warren Beatty had that ability to make you feel like you were the only person.
2: But we both have that, too, with us. So, like, because I remember hearing Conchetta and Lauren talking on Big Natural Talents, our Friends podcast, where Conchetta was saying, talking about me. And saying, "I feel such a connection with Ben." And Lauren was like, "I don't think you're the only one." I think I know. Right. So- I don't
0: mean to cut it down, though, but it it just reminded me of going to this one friend of ours who his funeral, his service, and everyone felt they had a special relationship with Howie. And then everyone was like, we were best friends. We would talk on the phone every day. Totally and then amazing. everyone was like, wait, I talk on the phone with Howie every day or whatever. And everyone but, realized that. They... And,
2: and he did. Yeah. With all of those people. Yeah. And that is special. I know. Yeah.
0: And Goldie was talking to Shamir in the pool, which was hysterical I know, because it was she's the good litmus test or just the litmus? good. Litmus? Litmus. Litmus test for people like. Minipud. Minipud. She, she'll say <laughs> that's her new nickname. <laughs> Mini pudding, like the people she'll hang out when we're chatting to adult, you yeah, know, yeah. and then they, the people only, she kind of goes, fun. she goes, fun. but
2: back to her room. I'm <laughs> but, like, but, okay, you so,
0: didn't pass Goldie You left.
2: But so it was. We had a great, a really fun night. Started as a pool party, and then it became a jam session. Then it became a dance party. DJ Dad Bod, my yeah. alternate persona came yeah. out. But at one point of the evening, Shamir said, "When am I going to get to be on your podcast?" And I oh, was, yeah. and I said, "Well, we don't really have guests on the podcast." we can have a chat and so drunkenly i set up the microphones much and, i mean i yeah, don't you wanna... really pushed it you pushed it. i did. You did and shamir and i had a probably half an hour or 40 minute conversation and when i get a minute i'm going to edit it all because then safi joined us and we talked for another 45 minutes and it's a really great chat and thinking i might put that out as a bonus pod midweek some point
0: We've got questions. Let's listen to the question. Hi, Ben and Ione. My name is Nicole, and I'm from Ohio. I just wanted to say how much I love the pod. Ben has been one of my favorite musicians since I was like 15 years old. We're about the same age, so I feel like so much of his music has matched so many different moments in my life. So, my question is what are your favorite songs that come to healing
1: a brokenish heart? Please come back to Cleveland soon. Thanks.
2: Favorite poems? Songs. Oh, songs. my gosh.
0: I think, well, a broken heart. Well, first thing that came to mind for me is Stevie Wonder. It wasn't necessarily for a broken heart where you get left. This was more I was having a really stressful time during within a relationship with somebody. And my heart was broken in a different way. And Stevie Wonder is very comforting I guess it's like comforting artists I don't know if I want to hear well yeah I mean there's of course like I will survive and all of those songs but <laughs> I, can't, I mean
2: cannot picture picture me, you blasting I will survive after a break well
0: it is funny when it's too so, basic for you like when I'm really upset I don't want to be brought down by others who are brought down this is just in life like I don't want when I'm like really anxious or depressed in my past or apathetic or like despairing, I don't want to be around other, you know, misery loves company. Me, no. I want to see there's an example of someone so I can hold on to that idea like, oh, somebody's happy in the world. There must be hope for me.
2: I like songs that when I'm depressed or heartbroken, I want a song that has a, a forward momentum that helps me just sort of gather steam. And yeah. they can be sort of fun songs sure, too. But sure. the sense of, uh, for some reason, the song that's coming to my head as a feeling, as a song that lifts me up is that song, Witchy Taito by Shipley and Brewer. How
1: does that go?
2: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Makes me
1: feel glad that I'm not dead. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, it, and it's a song that doesn't have a beginning and an end.
1: Where are they
0: from? Who's I don't
2: know. Well, that's sort of, I uh, think, a Native American peyote song. That was turned into a pop song, which now would be called cultural appropriation. But yeah. at the time, I think they got a pass on that. They also sang "One Took Over the Line." <laughs> you like that song? I, like I don't that song. know that song. I probably do. "One Took Over the Line" is a great. song. I'm sure song. I know. They I enjoyed their peak success. If in the you 60s can and have 70s. a
0: meditative, almost chanty-type song, so for me, I have a funny thing with chants. like if I'm at an in a spooky, eerie feeling, and I'm feeling a little fragile, a chant will actually do the opposite and make me feel more nervous. But if it's like this witchy, witchy taito, thank you. If that one, it is just the right hits the right spot.
2: Like jointy, if,
0: if you can do a chant and make it not spooky spiritual yeah I think the thing is
2: the thing is about that type of thing like a chant or a round or because even that even Hammond's song by the roaches that has this feeling of being circular I think what I'm talking about is craving the feeling of that things keep moving and that things are in a cycle and I find that very comforting when I'm going through a hard time but do you remember like oh, when oh yeah I have two play? others two other songs yeah go for it
0: well two other things but I'm afraid I'll forget that's why I interrupted you Interrupt away. One is I love an old, you know, musical like My Fair Lady will make me feel happier because it's just like comforting. When you're sick and you have a fever like Goldie, our kid when she's sick there in certain times, there's only a, a few kinds of music you can listen to. Like when you're just in and out of sleep, and with a fever. And it was funny once I put on Frank Sinatra for her, and it was the only thing that was-
2: <laughs> I remember that. I know. I don't know why you thought of that, but it was exactly what the doctor ordered.
0: Cause like there's, there's just the right, you know what I mean? The mood for the right thing. Um,
2: Did you give her a martini?
0: <laughs> That's maybe what calmed her down. Mm-hmm. Not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, there's the right mm, taste. What were you gonna say? I
2: was just gonna say it's really hot. I know. <laughs> it's steamy.
0: I know. We are. Um, we have baffles because we're responsible for our sound, and we're in Los Angeles, and we don't have AC on because we're in a studio-like setting. Because we're taking this. We're seriously. getting more and more professional, and so, but, but the heat is on. The heat is on. Would that come for you? That song. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wait, what were you – oh, our fight.
2: Oh, yeah. You want to talk about our fight? Yeah. Okay. So, well, well it wasn't really a fight because with a fight, there's two sides to it. In this case, I was just oh, this right and just you were wrong. So
0: For sure. <laughs> really <a> Absolutely. <laughs>
2: but this is – I think people would be interested in this because – this is classically to do with the vulnerability of being creative people in a partnership too. Did
0: we talk about this already in the-
2: No, just to friends. So, yeah, this was- oh, um, this is so terrible. This filmmaker, Kaveh Zahidi, who we love, uh, who's made a lot of great films. He, his first film was called I Am a Sex Addict. He made just great documentaries. And then he's had an ongoing web series called The Show About the Show. Mm-hmm. And each episode is about the making of the episode before it. So it's this meta documentary about his life and the process of creating- And, and you heard about him- Cinema. Heard about him through Harmony Corinne. And we became friendly, again, internet friends, and extended into real life. And then he's he was- If you're going to watch it, I just suggest people go back to episode one because it won't make sense unless you watch it in order. But he's now on season four or something like the that. The show and about the show. The show about the show. And he asked- it wasn't like he actually wanted me to do a cameo, but he'd had someone who was going to be in it who dropped out that day, and he needed someone to play the role. So he came over, and we shot this scene. And did we he? A did he
0: ask for me to be in it, or you pushed?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. He okay. wanted you to be in it. He wanted you to. Be
0: so in he it. wanted me to be in it, which was exciting and fun. And I don't care if I'm into something. I didn't need to have a line, but Ben was
2: like. I was like, give Ioni some dialogue. And then she's I the actress. have this
0: thing where it's sort of like, I don't want something to be. What's the term when like your father gives you a job because you've.
2: In forced labor? No. <laughs> a chore?
0: No. It's like if you're. Um, she wanted to, to get the job on her talent, not because she needed. Oh, no,
2: nepotism. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I
0: don't want nepotism because I'm insecure, basically. And yeah. I want someone to want me for me. I don't want them to want me. So you said give her a line. And I was like, why did you say that? I don't care if I'm walking through the frame.
2: Um, I I just think you're a great actress. I know that was sweet, but I get, and
0: then I, then he felt he had to write something for me. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh my God.
2: But anyway, so then I did this whole scene and it was quite an intense scene. The the episode's actually coming out, I think next week. So maybe we'll, we'll link to it when it, when it comes out. But I, I play this character who is basically giving him shit about his Kickstarter and telling him that's embarrassing. He did a Kickstarter, and it's, and it's, like it's not resonating. Yeah, it's not getting through, and uh, and it, it was quite hard to do it because he does a very. It was acting with him, so this is something that really happened to him. And, and he's planning. a difficult
0: personality where you're almost.
2: Well, he's like Werner Herzog in that he he puts everything on. His entire life is shaped around the value of what he creates on the screen, and everything's worth it. There's no level of sacrifice that's not worthwhile if it results in what he perceives as good right. cinema. Right. And so he's not He's like a purist in that sense. He's a purist.
0: And he's not abusive or anything. It's not like auto premature or something. It's like he's... But he's
2: also not beholden to what you'd call the norms of how film should be made in terms of boundaries and things like that. Like he definitely... I mean,
0: I relate. I relate like when I've directed... I am. I'm like. I was sort of. I'm like Kave a little bit. Like I remember working with my brother, and I said, "Do it again, but better. Just do it better." <laughs> like I'm very brutal, and he can be a little brutal. Yeah, and he. But he likes, I, under, I relate. He pushes
2: people out of their comfort zone, and he.
0: I mean, I'm. I'm a people pleaser in life, and I want everyone to feel good. When I'm directing, I'm all about getting it. There is an interesting part that he goes through in this episode with that, but I don't want to give it away. But with, with like his, his wife and his children, like. He, yeah. He's
2: exploring a lot of that stuff around what, what's a comfortable like, way are to they, use your kids. Yeah, in are your they art, happy? Which we talk about too, like even having Goldie on the podcast, we are sort of incorporating her into a piece of art that we're making that everyone talks about that, like leaving a digital footprint, of your kids as they're growing up like how responsible is that because they have to potentially deal with that if they're not happy with the impression that it's created when their boss googles them down the line or whatever so anyway yeah. i just yeah and
0: did he's not saying- it's not it's not he's it, it's not uh Awful with the kids. it just, I think his wife doesn't want the kids. She in doesn't it. want
2: them in his films. Right. And he's like, and my it's, kids, it's the best gift I could give them. Right. Them right. My and, it,
0: and I could say yeah. that both are right, possibly. But, and that's a whole other story. Yeah, it's but a but it's a philosophical argument. Yes. And yeah. it's not, I don't want to paint the picture that it's something really cr- cringy or. No, no,
2: no, no, no. Or creepy or anything yeah. like that. No, it's just, it's just, it's just, it explores boundaries sure, emotionally sure. and in families and stuff. So it's, it's, you naturally feel even as an audience member that the boundaries are loose between the filmmaker and you watching it. You're like, you're even that you're watching a show about a show, you're watching something that is testing the boundaries of what a filmmaker can do with and an I audience. And I feel like
0: everybody does his stuff or his fans. Like it, it seems he's got a big fan base. Yeah, that's
2: true. So anyway, I acted in this thing. I felt very vulnerable because really, except for doing like TikToks or – a rage at placid lake. Well, yeah, rage placid lake. But that I did. He
0: starred in a movie. With yeah, but I acted. That's Rose one.
2: Byrne. That's one thing I acted in a long time ago, twenty five years ago, whatever, or twenty years ago. Uh, so I felt doing this. It was like a shock to see myself on screen, and I turned to you after I was like, <laughs> I was like, was it okay? Was I okay? And I think all I really wanted was just a. That was great. <laughs> I was not looking for like an in-depth critique of my performance. Well, first I said
0: yes, but it was overshadowed by a whole like, well, Art Garfunkel's sort of maybe the only actor who's a musician who's (laughs) really amazing. And, you know, most musicians are actually not, their like natural thing is not necessarily acting, and I just put my foot in it. And you're not
2: wrong. Like in actually, I've actually always aspired – to do good musicians acting, not to do good acting, and I think there's a difference. Like I would say, my some of my acting heroes are Tom Waits, Mick Jagger, and David Bowie, who are all questionable in terms of. Do you think
0: Art Garfunkel is as good as I think he is? And I
2: think Art Garfunkel is actually a really good actor, and that's probably why he doesn't interest me as much as the others. Right? No, I, I hear like you. these I like stiff
0: acting. Yeah, I like these musicians who sort
2: of like. They're clearly musicians having a go at acting and well, it's sort it's of just, fun.
0: It's just the different. I think for me I was threatened by the difference. Like when you perform on stage and when you're doing even TikToks or whatever, you're you feel different. And when you were it maybe threatened me that you seem different. I mean, I don't know. It's the, the anyway, I just I said it brutally. Anyway,
2: I like. Fully withdrew and was basically, like, and you're I'm, usually very thick skin. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I just uh, went like, and you were like, Don't go to bed. We're having an argument. Uh, we're gonna talk. And we got through it. it. I was, know, but it was it was a case where you saw me as less vulnerable than I am. I think. Well, also, Kaveh
0: had you acting that for a really long time. And he did say, remember he was doing the still, we're going to have another fight, Mm -hmm. of you just standing there. Yeah. And then he did the still of me. Yeah. And he was saying kind of like, he just kept saying, he made you do all these exercises to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, he was just like.
2: Oh, we got it. Well, no, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. What I disagree with, but if I with, was
0: singing, you'd, I'd have to do it then ten thousand more times. None than of you. that was the
2: point. The point was after someone finishes doing know, something vulnerable, what's an appropriate way to just be a I friend know. and be supportive? Why did I have to be it? a?
0: Why did I have to be a schmuck?
2: I think there is primal stuff that happens when you see your partner, who you're dependent on. Yes. Their strength and their, like, we really are dependent on each other in terms of this life we're building. Yes. And to watch you, you know, it's like we've told that story before of when you did the I Have a Dream speech. Uh, Well, it wasn't what you think. (laughs) But the point was how vulnerable it is to watch your partner risk their own safety or strength or certainty. It's scary. It's yes. like you you have an empathetic. You hold your breath for them. Your muscles tighten for them. It's like it's hard to tell where your partner's anxieties end and yours begin, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's I'm very sure natural. if you saw
0: your like partner be beat up or something. It's yeah, like or your scary. kids. I
2: mean, if they get really stressed, you get stressed. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But so uh, that was anyway, we, That we, was we our carvey we So we're through. gonna. But anyway, this Friday, the 19th, my album "I'm Fun" comes out, and it's been. I made it, it's now almost a year and a half or two years I've been, because of the vinyl backlog and I've been dying to get this record out. I'm so proud of it. Yay. It's got some of my favourite songs I've ever written. It's got amazing guests. There's Zoe Deschanel and Shamir and Christian Lee Hudson and Megan Washington and Georgia Mack and all these great friends and allies on it and such. And the songs are really all about the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, it's about growing up and being creative and being a little weird and figuring out how to how to mature creatively. I'm just really excited. So people can stream that from Friday. I'm fun, my record. And uh, yeah, give it a spin and let me know what you think. Anything you want to talk about before we go? Just
0: cheer me on in my push-ups and sit-ups and plies I'm doing. Oh,
2: you've been doing them every day?
0: Trying. I'm Fif- proud 50, of you. Well, they're,
2: you know, base.
0: it's like sort of a push-up.
2: It's sort of a push-up, that we do every day. <laughs> I'm cheering you on, baby.
0: Well, there are push-ups, but they're not. They're almost like a plank.
2: <laughs> okay, and you, for how long do you do it?
0: Well, I do 50.
2: <laughs> you do 50 little planks, 50 mini planks. Mini planks. I don't planks. go
0: down very far, is what I'm saying. Okay, oh, that sounds plie like is. my wedding night.
2: <laughs> Rate and review this podcast if you like it. Follow us on our socials. I'm going to leave you with- How do
0: you rate and review? You just do stars. You go to
2: Apple Podcasts, you do the stars, and you write a little review. You should review our podcast. I'm going to leave you with a world premiere of a song from my new record. This song's called My Adventure. I worked on it with Sally Seltman and Darren Seltman, our good friends in Sydney and wonderful married couple and old pals. And, yeah, this song is a song I wrote about Ioni. It's all about falling in love with her over and over again, and how much of an adventure it is to be married to her, to you, to you, oh, my man. love.
0: Even after I was so brutal.
2: Oh, it's okay. That's what I love about you. I'm here for the brutality. <laughs> uh, this is my adventure. See you later. See you later, beautiful baby. See you, beautiful babies.
1: I'm feeling like I know what everyone's about to say Meals are reliable and sometimes leave me hungry for a change It's funny how the world we know so well it starts to look a little strange You were unpredictable, my friend No, I cannot figure you out It's like a foreign language The words that come out of your mouth It's funny just how bad I want to know What you are all about it's love me how to stand right on the edge of life without losing control play me all the records that you loved when you were 17 years old it's funny how your smile seems to warm a world that got a little cold I don't want to hold you back No way, babe I just want to watch you dance It's hard to love But not to own It's kind of weird to be a man It's funny how you always Make me feel like You understand Cause love is like an outlaw don't obey the rules it's a goddess that's too honest it don't suffer fools so i'm gonna kiss you i'm gonna kiss you i'm gonna do it again i've been craving an adventure baby i've been needing a friend